0: Christmas. <laughs> I did put up the little Christmas tree. Oh, look at
1: us being so festive. It's after Thanksgiving. That is the saddest
0: little Christmas tree. I know I'm going to redo it. I got it up there and I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> so this is going to be our first time doing this. So I don't really know what to expect. Are you nervous?
0: Not really, no. I feel like I'm prepared enough. I did make a little intro, if you want me to <laughs> Yeah, but first
1: I'm trying to figure out what is on your laptop. It's Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. I thought they were scissors. And my mouse is the black flame candle. Do you think there's going to be another movie?
0: There's supposed to be a third one, yeah. Oh, I wonder wonder if it's going to come out next Halloween. I hope. A lot of people didn't like the second one, though. Did you like it? I did, yeah. But when I watch Hocus Pocus, I pay attention to the witches and I could give two shits about (laughs) oh the kids oh no let the witches win you know even with this one i was like can they just win give me a movie like maleficent was almost where the villain wins i want the queen or the evil witch to just one time
1: yeah i I did like that i like the beginning where you learned a little bit about their background story and why they are the way they are right so i liked that part and like why they're so close so
0: you start rooting for them i love the witch mother to the Mm. gray-haired one and i love that she's the shame nun from game of thrones like just she is such a pretty woman that's funny the only thing i guess the only criticism i would
1: have is but with it being disney like they really have to write a line because they're trying to appeal to children but also the original people who would have watched it who
0: are now adults that's who like the people my age that have seen it, they say, oh, it's very campy and there's too much singing. And I'm like, first, it's Disney. Right. Second, it's Bette Midler. Like, of <laughs> course, she's gonna sing. It's Bette Midler, for Christ's sakes. Right. That's what she's famous for. <laughs> right.
1: I'm just thinking, like, we're all in this off-topic, but it's Halloween, it's scary, and this is a mystery type of podcast. So I guess it does fall into our Mystery. Our topic. (laughs) Topics that we're going to discuss, which brings us to the first topic, which is the the one that you're going to be covering. But what introduction did you have?
0: Oh, I just had a little, you know me. Extra? A little. (laughs) Or are just people not enough sometimes? You never know. (laughs) But our new podcast is called Mystery Incorporated. So I love a good theme and I love to run with a good theme. So I started off a little, hey gang. You like that? Mm. This is the maiden voyage of our new podcast, Mystery Incorporated, the podcast where we will learn all about foul, rotten, and mysterious people, places, and things in our world. We are your host, my brother Shane Waters, the host of Foul Play, and I'm Joshua Waters, the host of Rotten to the Core, and a queen with a fascination for the supernatural. You may have noticed, like I said, we are brothers, and our last name is Waters, and aside from our humor, we tend to be pretty opposite people. But I am thrilled about this podcast and letting the world see a glimpse of our unique relationship. He is the best big brother a gay could ever ask for, and I am grateful that he's mine. Today, so have, oh, okay, huh. <laughs> no, go ahead.
1: You can go ahead.
0: Today, we will be learning all about monsters, human, and mythological ones. For those who don't know us, Shane and I have ancestors who were early settlers of the Appalachian Mountains, living throughout several haulers in Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky.
1: I think that's a good background.
0: the The fact that you have
1: that nicely prepared gives people a nice idea of the difference between you and I. <laughs> Basis. Yeah, you had that nice introduction and I had a nice introduction of, hi, I'm Shane. <laughs> <laughs> just to so you already off the bat, you can tell our differences. <laughs> it reminds me of growing up and having to share a room and your side of the room was always nice and neat. <laughs> and mine was not so nice and neat. And then you would bribe me to make my room, my side of the room, nice
0: and neat. <laughs> Eventually, I just, I'm just going to do it. Except- just start cleaning it the thing i our, i remember my side of the room always being clean but the one thing still to this day my closet is always some you remember our closet Yeah, don't open C. it <laughs> and what's Shoked. funny
1: is like we our grandma would be like go clean your room and we would we would you know be cleaning deep cleaning it and our room would be spotless it'd be perfect but don't open that closet Mm-mm. you may not survive if you open that <laughs> dear god don't open that closet <laughs> And that's how both of us, I think, are to this day. Even the office here, it's kind of that it's nice, neat. If you come in, everything's in its place. But if you open a drawer, don't open <laughs> no drawers, <laughs> look in no cubbies. No, we have stuff hid away in, in every little space. And, like, people who are listening are probably going to be thinking, these are hoarding people.
0: But, like, <laughs> we're, we're not hoarders. Rather, Our house isn't that bad. Like, well, we're I don't nice need it. I, throw it like, I feel like we're good at, oh, yeah. I ain't used this in a year. Unless it's of sentimental value, exactly. toss
1: it. We're throwing it away. We've moved so many we're times. Just not very, we're just not very good at, like, making sure
0: that something is exactly in this one spot that it logically should be in when we need it. I always blame future Josh and past Josh for a lot of things and... On something like that, I'd be like, God, what was past Josh thinking? Like, when he opened this Amazon box of batteries, I know my mind. I'm like, oh, I'll put these here on top of the hutch in the living room so they don't get lost. Bada bing, bada boom. No, see, I, I do the
1: same thing. I blame future Josh and past Josh <laughs> for a lot of things, too.
0: <laughs> I
1: see how it is. I'm like, where are those AAA batteries? Josh <laughs> must have put them somewhere past Josh. See, Thank why him. the hell? you. there. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to
0: your story. Go ahead. The Appalachian Mountains run north to south in the eastern third of the United States, passing through every coastal state north of Florida and all the way up into Canada. They range from 100 to 300 miles, 160 to 482 kilometers, wide and 1,500 miles, 2,400 kilometers long. I included that because we're like, one of the only countries that use miles, yeah. We never
1: actually <laughs> got into the whole meters thing, right? But do you remember like when people started to try
0: to do the meters thing, but like no one paid attention to it? Americans don't yeah, like we're change, like, er, we're not gonna do that. They also moved slightly westward into other states, including Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, and West Virginia, so they're pretty darn big, yeah. I was watching something yesterday of English people reacting to things in America. And one thing that I didn't realize is just how big our country is. Other countries, especially like England, they're so little. They can't fathom how big our country is. They're like, what do you mean you can drive for 14 hours and still not be at your destination what do you mean fun fact due to the high amounts of precipitation and wide array of flora and fauna the appalachian mountains are considered a temperate rainforest i remember learning that the last time we all went to tennessee together one of the tour guides on something we were with mentioned it and i just it stuck out to me because i'm like I think of rainforest, I think of the Amazon, Amazon, and I'm like, there's one a a few hours from me? The mountains began to form around 480 million years ago and continued to grow around 200 million years as the supercontinent known as Pangaea was formed. They are the oldest and the shortest mountains in the United States, and they are short because they're with age, mountains shrink on themselves. Native Americans first started settling the area close to 15,000 years ago, and the Cherokee are the largest tribe to remain in the area. Around the early 1700s, European immigration started. This is where our ancestors came in. The Scottish, Irish, and German settlers started to dwell in the mountains. They brought their own traditions from their homelands, and the melding of these cultures, along with Native American and African American influences, has created unique music, art, and food culture in Appalachia. Fried potatoes and biscuits and gravy, you're welcome. Amen. <laughs> I can literally make gravy out of anything. Challenge me. Chocolate gravy. Oh my gosh. I don't like
1: chocolate gravy. Oh I love it. Not that kind of fat. <laughs>
0: I am that kind of skinny. Oof. I used to make it for my best friend in high school when her aunt Flo was visiting. Mm. She'd text me and be, or text to look. If we didn't have that back then, <laughs> she'd call the she landline. <laughs> she'd call the landline and ask for whoever answered for Josh. Some traditions other than biscuits and gravy that I can remember offhand are if your nose itches, it means that company's coming. Hang a mirror by the door to keep away negative spirits. Never whistle in the woods. It will attract things you might not want to you. And if you hear your name alone in the woods, no you didn't, don't reply, don't run, and walk as fast as you can without running until you get home. Just to name a few. Along with a blending of cultures, the area known as Appalachia is filled with many, possibly mythical creatures and beings, and numerous mysterious disappearances. Some of the myths you might be familiar with, like Bigfoot, Mothman, Skin Changers, and if you ever see a blue porch while you're in the South, it is to keep dark spirits called Haints away. They think it's water and they can't cross water Mm. they also like to count things so people will spill sand or other small things and the haint has to count every single grain of sand before it's able to enter your house Wow! but there are so many more that aren't as well known such as the wampus beast silver giant the cherokee death cat and grims who often like to hang out in cemeteries For as long as humans have lived in them, there have been people that have mysteriously disappeared in the mountains. I am sure some just ran away, others could have fallen off a mountain or into one of the numerous caves and dwellings that spread throughout the mountain chain. But with all the creatures said to dwell there, could it be possible that more than we think people have been taken or killed by them after venturing too far off the path. We now travel back to the summer of 1969. Six-year-old Dennis Martin and his family were on their annual camping trip to the Smoky Mountains. It was a tradition for the family, and they were very familiar with the area. Starting their journey in Cades Cove, which is my favorite place, I think, in this entire world, They did manage to hike to Spence Field near the Appalachian Trail by the next day. That's around 22 miles with a six-year-old. Good Lord. Dennis was a kid who enjoyed scaring others often by jumping out from behind something with a good boo. If you remember, I used to love hiding in closets and jumping out. (laughs) Foreshadowing. (laughs) On the evening of June 14th, around 4.30 in the evening, Dennis was last seen by his father playing with other children. He witnessed his son go behind a bush so that he would have a good spot to give jump scares to anyone who might pass by. Little did he know that would be the last time he would ever lay eyes on his son. After about five short minutes and several missed scare opportunities, his father walked over to the bush to check on him. He got to the bush and his son was nowhere to be found. He started to immediately look around, check all the other bushes, and ask others if they had seen where Dennis went. He then scoured the area and walked around close to two miles searching before returning to their camp and bringing in the help of park rangers. To make matters worse, shortly after Dennis disappeared, heavy rain started and hindered all search efforts. Temperatures even dropped to around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 Celsius. The area is also known to be filled with ravines, slopes, and animals like black bears, bobcats, and feral hogs. To this day, it is still the largest search effort in the history of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Besides a child-sized footprint, a sock, and a small child's shoe, no other evidence has ever been found that could answer what happened to young Dennis Martin. While it is highly likely that a small child would wander off into the woods, the creatures that are believed to dwell in the mountains— could have lured him into one of their many dens located in the cave system just below the ground. Some myths say that some of these creatures can. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, sorry. <laughs> some myths say that some of these creatures can know your name and will often call out to victims. They can even disguise their voices to mimic those of your loved ones. I know as a child, if. I heard mom yelling for me to come here. I really didn't hesitate or we weren't allowed to. What do you want? Right. That was not allowed. You heard your name. You went to it. Or you That's, get popped. Yeah, that was right. enough said. <laughs> These creatures are predators and once something starts running, it does start their this thing in their head where like all predators to prey, prey runs, predators going to run after them. And they can't help but to follow their instincts to hunt down their prey. Even if you don't run, they can, are still believed to be able to hypnotize you with their gaze if you look into the trees and make eye contact. And, this is what freaked me out the worst, the farther away they sound, the closer they actually are to you. I, like, I was watching TikTok videos the other night and some of these myths and stuff. And when I heard that one, it was like 3 in the morning. I'm like, okay, time to turn the light on. Like, i it looks like I'm not sleeping tonight. Right.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Sometimes people go missing. Occasionally, it's on their own efforts. Human error or caused by a wild animal. If you have ever been deep into nature, you'll know that the more beautiful something is, the more dangerous it tends to be. Some things in this world cannot be explained. Could there be creatures living among us who remain hidden and just waiting for someone to look into the trees? I think I'll play it safe and just not go into the woods after dark. And I will end with a simple reminder. Real monsters don't wear masks. That's a good
1: story. And it reminds me of how my friend from Norway doesn't like trees. Right. But of course, in her part of Norway, in the north, they don't have
0: trees. But whenever she comes here, she's always terrified of them. I never even thought like that would be. No wonder, because my favorite thing to do is go hiking. Last time she was here, no wonder she's no, you guys go on ahead. She and
1: she said that she doesn't like that you can't tell what's happening inside of them and that
0: things can hide easily too. Yeah. Like if you even in movies like something can be right there next to you and then you wouldn't even know because of trees. We have been in Cade's Cove the part of the story that you're talking about and we've seen a lot
1: of bears and stuff and it's, sometimes it's hard to even see them until you're actually on them.
0: Right. Because they're in the woods, and everything camouflages within the woods. They're so quiet, too. I remember the last time we went there, you guys had parked and let me go hiking for half an hour. And it was beautiful, and I was having a good time, but then I got creeped out. At least with my brain, when I'm alone in the woods too long, I start thinking, like, what's watching me right now? At first, it's like squirrels and stuff, just little critters seeing me, and then I'm like... There could be anything in here. The Appalachian Mountains, especially Cades Cove, are, I think, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful things on our planet. And I'm a little bit obsessed with the myths and history, not only of the mountains, but of the people that have dwelt there, because Irish, Scottish, etc. Those are that's pagan ancestry. So mm. those have came over here, and just how everything has a connection. With those mountains in America. And
1: that last line you said was that, was it monsters don't wear
0: masks? Yes, real monsters don't wear masks. And that brings me up to my topic,
1: of course, which is going to be more of a true crime mystery topic. And I say mystery, although because the person is in prison, the mystery behind it for me is just the fact that most people don't realize what actually happened. And even for those who think that they know a little bit about, the story may not know the details. And I think it's important to know the details behind the actions of people to let that stuff out into the air. So today, my story is going to be on Jared Fogle. And of course, people may know the
0: name Jared from Subway. And Josh, what do you know about Jared? Not a lot other than... He was Subway spokesperson for years and years throughout my childhood, and then I know it was something to deal with an underage child. I'm not sure what the details are, or if it was just images or molestation or even worse, but yeah. I know he was found guilty, and I remember, did his wife divorce him while he was in jail? Or Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah. I th- that was like, and then he like had a letter come out, but I didn't even read the yeah letter. Yeah, what's weird about Jared is, first off,
1: even for people like us who are Hoosiers, and for those of you who don't know, that's someone who's from Indiana. Jared is also from Indiana. I honestly and, didn't know that. Yeah, one. I know most people <laughs> who are from Indiana do not know that. Well, don't tell
0: him now, for goodness sakes.
1: We don't want to claim him anymore. (laughs) But yeah, Jared is from Indiana. He was born here in 1977, and he's from the Indianapolis area. When he was young, he was only eight years old when his parents were divorced, and his dad ended up leaving. And in an interview on Oprah, Jared talked about how when his dad left, in order to fill the void, he filled it with food. And after that, he started gaining a lot of weight. So, from that moment on, from eight years old on, he started gaining a lot of weight. And so, by high school, he was more than 300 pounds. So, after high school, he starts attending IU, which we know IU is in Bloomington, Indiana, which is in the southern portion of Indiana. Josh and I are in the northern portion. But IU in Bloomington, that's the largest university in Indiana. But that's where Jared goes. And Jared was in very poor health because of how large he was, how much he weighed. What most people don't realize, though, is the subway that most people know that he got his start in was actually connected to his dorm. They shared a wall, so it wasn't very far. Oh, shoot. Yeah, some people say that it was only about 10 steps. (laughs) (laughs) 10 steps to walk to the subway. I feel lied to. Right.
0: My... I. Like it was like that was a whole. I lost weight because I walked miles and miles to go get my subway every day. Yeah, what
1: lies, schemes, marketing schemes. But (sighs) yeah, so it was on IU's campus that the subway was at, and it was near his dorm. And so he would walk to the subway after he moved into the dorm, and he would eat two subs a day, two sub sandwiches a day, and he called that his subway diet. So within a year, He said that he lost more than 100 pounds. So he continued that diet and eventually he would lose more than 200 pounds. Around that time, one of the franchise owners hired him to do a marketing video. Okay. They actually went up to Chicago to shoot it. And in the marketing video, it was just supposed to be a regional ad for the Chicago area. And it was gonna be sharing Jared's story about how he successfully lost all this weight. From walking to Subway and eating these two sandwiches a day, and they were called the Subway Diet. God bless. And him. it was Jared's story, and everyone remembers from back then seeing his
0: pants. Oh he yeah, wore, like, always had them out. I remember Grandma was like, "He lost." Well, like we went to Subway a lot when that came out. Yeah. Like she was, I love Subway. Both grandmas and that that marketing video.
1: Was pretty successful in the regional area. And a lot of people saw it, and a lot of people went and started buying Subway. And it was so successful that it caught the eye of Subway as a whole, the whole company. Corporate. Yeah, the corporate Subway wanted to get in on this marketing. So they ended up hiring Jared as their main spokesperson. So by the year 2000, Jared is their spokesperson. So we're all familiar with that part. We're familiar with him becoming the spokesperson for Subway. But things get a little weird eventually with the Subway thing. What most people don't know, which is an important part in the story coming up, is that he doesn't actually become employed with Subway. The marketing side of Subway is actually held within a trust and so that trust is the one that he actually works for. So it's not the actual Subways that own all the Subway franchises, all that. It's right. a different company. That, Blame them, not us. Yes, it's a, it's a separate entity. And it matters later in the story when things start coming up into Jared's life. But the marketing that he did for Subway was extremely successful he would end up doing more than 300 commercials over his 15 years span at Subway, including making a lot of appearances and doing a lot of speeches. And Subway attributes one-third to one-half of its growth to Jared, with its revenue having tripled from 1998
0: to 2011. Yeah, I don't feel like... Isn't Subway america's number one fast food yeah like they would not be where who Mm -hmm. they are right like just thinking back the 90s and early 2000s subway was like huge it was everywhere right yeah and
1: i think it's probably fair to say that without that marketing that jared was a part of it probably wouldn't be where it is today. That's the unfortunate truth about all of this. They'd still have old newspapers up on the wall for decoration. Right? <laughs> so in 1998, Jared met a man named John at a Weight Watchers meeting. He's doing both? Yeah, I know. Isn't that seem like false advertising? Right. Like they like show, oh, he's losing weight because he's walking a subway and he's eating two subs Lies a day. upon lies. But it's really, he's also doing Weight Watchers and doing all this stuff. So it's just a huge marketing you probably scene. got gastric
0: bypass, too. Yeah, who knows at this point. You, too, can lose weight by putting 24 inches of
1: sandwich in right. your body a day. So he meets this man named John at Weight Watchers at a Weight Watchers meeting. And John told Jared that he had been secretly videotaping himself having sex with underage girls. And he shows Jared some of the videos. Well, Jared was fascinated by them, and he began to fantasize about having sex with underage girls himself. Oh, my God. And so that's really the first time that we know of for right now. Of the first time that Jared is introduced to this. First off, what the hell?
0: What is going on at these Weight, uh, Watchers, Weight Watchers meeting, meeting where right. that would even come up? And, hey, are you counting your, your points? To, what's your points at? Oh, by the way. like
1: Yeah, hey, look at this video. And at what point in time do you find someone's comfort level with that? Can I talk about how I'm videotaping these people and doing these things with these underage? Like I would have been like a tornado
0: siren in that building. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> <Chalk ups>. right? <laughs> stranger danger. right
1: yeah some weird stuff was happening at that weight watchers meeting so a year later a jared approaches a 16 year old girl working at subway and asked her for sex she agreed to let him masturbate in front of her for 50 dollars. she would later also share that she performed oral sex on him on Ooh. two occasions For an additional $100. Jesus. Yeah. And allegedly, 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 get that tattooed. Allegedly, the story goes that that actually did get reported to Subway's corporate and it got all the way up to like their senior vice president. But somehow it didn't get any further than that. And the story was
0: squashed. It's the old, good old. Oh, she's just a young girl looking for a quick buck. Like, it ain't true. Don't believe her. Look over here. So nothing comes of that. Nothing comes
1: of that report. So after that, Jared begins to travel around the country soliciting sex from minors. He would often target homeless children or runaways because they were less likely to report it. And if you think about it, that actually makes a whole lot of sense on why predators would target people like that. And I know for people who would be listening to foul play and we've had throwaway series and stuff like that, where serial killers and other murderers target people who are runaways or people who are considered less than people, but for predators who are looking for sex from children, it makes a lot of sense for them to target that demographic as well because if they were to go to someone and report it, they probably wouldn't be believed, even if they were to, by for some reason, go report it. Right. But they also aren't going to be going to tell their parents
0: exactly you know? hey jared from subway just fondled
1: me. and the things if they're runaways they probably don't know who he is they're probably right. not watching tv they're not keeping up with the news they're, they're not, not from
0: a house that was sitting around getting subway they're on.
1: probably not going to subway and seeing those life-size do you remember those life-size like punch-out things yes. that were, of jared in his big pants like i ever <laughs> remember here. that yeah so that's that, that so he starts doing that he's going around the country soliciting sex from minors most of them are throwaways or homeless children So in 2007, he meets a 17-year-old girl at a New York City nightclub. He pays her $300 to have sex with him in a hotel room. The girl also will later say that she saw child pornography on his laptop. Also the same year, 2007, Jared first seemingly came to the attention of the FBI. And this happens after a journalist who had a radio show. Her name is Rochelle. She reports Jared to the Sarasota, Florida Police Department okay. after a really weird encounter. So she ends up meeting Jared at a local middle school health event. And Jared was there speaking during one of these tours. And I believe this was the tour where he's going around talking about how much weight he's lost and doing his little pants tour. You know, where he's like, This is how much weight I've lost. You should do it too. Where no one actually knows he's also going to Weight Watchers. <laughs> and he's, Going out and finding all these... He's probably on SlimFast, too, just right. trying like them all... Who knows what all he's doing? He Lord knows. Anyway. So she meets him, and it's at this middle school health event. So I can't stress this enough. There's a really weird encounter that plays out. So she starts making recordings of Jared after he started making these really weird comments about how he would find middle-aged school girls attractive. Ooh. So Rochelle meets with the FBI and agents, and they asked her to continue to record and document any text messages or any of the contacts that she has with Jared, because they want all of that. He's on their radar now, and they want all of this information. Right. So she's going to do this for them. Good. And this actually goes on for four years. He Jesus. Where she is going to... Get all this information. She's going to record it all. I can't even imagine because she also has children. So she records all these conversations with him. And he talks about how he has had and how he is having sex with underage girls. He asks her to install a webcam in her children's rooms. Oh, my God. So so he could watch them. And in fact, he would be like, you can decide which child
0: I watch. Oh, my God. I'm getting the knife. freaking creep. Getting right? my knife. Where's it at? So the FBI, Ugh.
1: there's this really weird gray area when it comes to recording. And she's in Florida. And Florida state law requires that both parties no. know when someone is being recorded, whether it be on a phone or in person or whatever. So if you record someone on the phone, both people on that phone call need to know.
0: Of course, Florida.
1: Right. But... Federal law states that only one person needs to be aware. Okay. So there was a really strong gray area. And the FBI knew that. So they knew that they really needed a strong smoking gun if they were going to go after Jared. And you have to think about what it's like in their shoes, especially if they're going to go after a celebrity who has a lot of money and a lot of legal resources. Right got that
0: subway money
1: yeah and he's making subway a lot of money and they may not want him to leave and subway is probably gonna want to make sure they don't look bad and they're gonna want to put some legal stuff behind Jared. Mm -hmm. so i think the fbi was trying to really do their due diligence and try to get enough information to be able to make
0: sure that whatever they could get on him was going to stick and stick really strong with a lot of men like him and those type of predators you only get one chance because after that he would have known oh they're on to me i need to cover myself better right and then in 2008 so this would be about one year later
1: jared starts texting a subway franchise owner her name is cindy mills and he was actually also having a sexual relationship with cindy at that time so that's a little murky in the messages with cindy he talks about how he would sexually abuse children ranging in age from nine to 16 oh my god and he told her that she should sell herself for sex on craigslist and he also and he also asked her to arrange for him to have sex with her 16 year old cousin
0: jesus
1: later she would say that she reported jared to subway's corporate management about the text messages. She said that they responded that because Jared was not a Subway employee, there was no violation. Because again, I told you that Jared wasn't actually working for Subway, the corporate company. Right. He was working for this trust that was dealing with all of their marketing. So, although it had shared a similar name for Subway and they were doing all the marketing for Subway, it was a different entity, it was a trust. They had a different CEO and all this. Stuff. Oh, this is shady! I swear, uh, no. I hate it. <laughs> so she got an attorney, and she tried to do a lot of work to try to seemingly get something done about this. Eventually, none of that worked out. Though her last thing that she could do was contact the CEO of the trust that owns the marketing firm, basically that he's working for. So she contacts that CEO and tells that CEO about all of this. And the CEO, and of course I'm going to say the word allegedly, this Mm, is all allegedly. allegedly, but allegedly the CEO says to her, look, please stop telling me all of this. I already know. Please stop telling me all of this. Jared has recently started dating a teacher. And it looks like it's going well for him. And we think that it's going to write all of the problems. And I don't want to know anything more about this. And that's where that guy left it. Not my yeah. problem. Exactly. Basically. So at that time, I mentioned, of course, that CEO mentioned that he was dating this girl. And the girl that, that he mentions that Jared's dating, her name is Kathleen. And this is a part of the story where it's interesting because I believe that I actually met Jared and Kathleen. Oh, God. Yeah. You don't know this, do you? No. Yeah. I can't (laughs) confirm if it was her that was with him. So it was near the end of 2008, maybe the beginning of 2009, when I was in Indianapolis for college, freshman year. And I was working at Trader's Point, Showplace 12, the movie theater. And we it's a really nice part of Indianapolis. We would have really fancy sports cars parked out in front. That was my first time seeing any fancy sports car <laughs> in my life. You don't have to say fancy. <laughs> right. But that was like, it's just a really nice area of Indianapolis. And the theater would attract very wealthy individuals a lot so we would get people who were players for the colts oh yeah and the thing is though is i never knew who these people were i never had watched television you play what sport oh good for you buddy go along (laughs) i didn't watch sports so like one time peyton manning and another guy another football player comes in (laughs) And I was working at the box office. I sell them their ticket. I had no idea who these guys were. (laughs) Yeah, no idea. I noticed that they were really big guys. Big guys.
0: You guys work out?
1: And they go on, and some of the other employees were like, Oh my God, do you know who that was? And I was like, No. And they're like, It's Peyton Manning. And I was like, who's Peyton Manning? <laughs> I'm I like, did hit you. And they're like, you have to be joking right now. And I was like, no, I don't know who that is. Is that an, an attorney or something? I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, he plays for the Colts. And the other guy was like, sports. I don't know, some other position that was important. I don't know if there's not any
0: non-important positions, but the uh, other guy was a, a
1: decent, important position apparently.
0: All I know of football is the pants look nice on the fellas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but so yeah so i had no idea who those guys were but we would have people like that in a lot and most of the time i had no idea who these people were one day this guy comes in it was a pretty busy night and he approaches me at the box office and he was with a younger looking girl quite younger looking girl i remember that and the guy asked for whatever movie he was watching and i just treated everyone the same basically right. how, you know how can i can help you and he immediately was taken aback for some reason that i wasn't treating him extra special
0: i could give two <laughs> <about him. laughs> and he
1: goes excuse me do you know who i am and i looked up and my first thought was oh, he might be an employee or something because if they're an employee, they can watch movies for free and they can just sign in. Are you a
0: StubHub member? So
1: I go, oh, I'm sorry, do you work here? Because I hadn't been working there for very long. (laughs) And he looked at me and I thought like he was going to hit me or something. And he goes, no, I don't work here. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he goes, I'm Jared from Subway. And my second thought was, Oh, he must work in a local subway because I know that like for lunches and stuff, like some of the local employees will go out to lunches. There was this pizza place called Monocles oh, across the street right. from the theater that local employees would go to and they'd befriend the employees there. So right. I, who I thought this guy was just a worker. You my subway, w- waiter?
0: <laughs>
1: manager at subway or something. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, do you work at the subway in the neighborhood? And then he just gave me this look. No. I'm their spokesperson. And I was like... Good for you. What movie are you here to see? Okay. Good that's exactly what happened. You have and to tell like, somebody. Okay, here's your ticket. Your theater is number 11 on your left. Have a good day. And it was just this really awkward exchange. And I think what made him the most upset in all honesty is in my impression of it was that he was on this date with this young
0: girl wanted to impress and he was
1: wanting to impress and he's, he was probably so used to people like being, Oh my God, it's Jared from subway. And I didn't know who this guy was. And like, Not my fault. I didn't know who he was.
0: He's not really special. He looks like any other guy.
1: And I'm surprised he didn't whip out the pants.
0: I'm Jerry. (laughs) Don't you remember? But keep them in my wall.
1: (laughs) He was upset. And he ends up walking away like steaming walking away. And this other girl that I work with comes up and she goes, First of all, I love that you did not know who he was. (laughs) And she goes, I think he was really mad at you. And I was like I know I thought that he was going to ask to speak to my manager or something. Oh my god. And she's like you didn't do anything wrong. I was he like He doesn't
0: know who I am.
1: I know but I think I just like really deflated his ego. Like he was trying to impress this girl <laughs> who he was trying to go to the theater with and oh I'm this I'm a celebrity. Yeah, and that's exactly that so that was my meeting, Jared.
0: I vaguely remember you, like yeah. I told you about me, it back like, then. I think I met Jared from somewhere, but I didn't yeah. know who
1: he was. And then, like during the theater, like I, I tried to make sure that he wouldn't be able to find me because I was a little like nervous that he, like, like cause he was mad. Come out of the
0: movie, yeah. Like, Do you know who I am? And, a I, and I I didn't Subway. want to get fired or anything. I would have went and got Subway and been right out there eating right? it when he got out of the theater. <laughs> Sir, I, I love
1: Subway. I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> right so that was me meeting jared and my impression of him not a good one (laughs) right but whether it was his wife who knows
0: i bet he's sitting in his cell to this day with all his free time but like that one time in indiana when that guy didn't know who i was still bothers me
1: but it, it may not have been his wife or his future wife i guess we'll never know because he did have a lot of these relationships with a lot of underage girls unfortunately So it's really hard telling if it was his wife. And I think his wife and his
0: children were unfortunate victims. They weren't aware of this. Right. And just to put this out there, young girls, if an older man is attracted to you and hitting on you and trying to get you to go out with them, think to yourself, why does no woman his age want anything to do with them? Because they know better. So Kathleen, they
1: actually met in 2000 through his brother. She was 24 when they met. And she was two years younger than him. So in November 2009, they got engaged and they ended up getting married a year later. And actually Kathleen was his second wife. All of this stays out of the public life until 2015 when something very important starts happening. Jared's business partner, Russell Taylor, his house gets raided by the FBI. And when they raid his home, they discover that russell had been trading child porn photos and videos so they find that some of the children were as young as six years old oh my god and he had been trading them with jared so he'd been handing all that stuff over to jared castrate them and what's weird about that scenario that plays out is russell ends up getting caught because he's friends with a couple and the couple's husband dies and she's left as a widow and Russell starts messaging her these weird text messages. And they just get weirder and weirder over time. And they start out as, I want to say innocent, but they're just weird. Just like, we should do this. We should do that. And then he'd be like, hey, I'm going to, is it okay if I start, if I use your house this weekend to meet up with people? So he would like want to use her house for weird things. No? (laughs) Hell no. And at one point, he wants to use her house for a bestiality party. What the hell? I know.
0: Why? Okay, first off, (laughs) someone tells me, like, these other two women, oh, hey, can I film your child? Or will you film your child for me? Or can I have your house to have sex with animals or whatnot? Why are these... Like, he would not have testicles. I'm like, I'm gonna go get the knife (laughs) and everything. And she seemingly and everything that she
1: has shared like never like reciprocated his advances or did anything back new to phone, him new phone who this right <laughs> and so she just is just hey that's not okay but he would just continue to do it and then he would talk about in those text messages like his fantasies oh and then God. he started like sharing photos of child like child porn photos jesus and some of the actual videos and photos were people that he knew and were like secret videos that he recorded of children from yeah from footage that he
0: captured by putting in secret cameras in clocks oh my i I just saw an article the other day about All the different types of hidden camera devices, like iPhone chargers, even in public bathrooms. They have some that look like the little thing that sprays out air freshener, but it's a camera. That's crazy. I'm like, Jesus.
1: Russell was all into that stuff. And so he was collecting all this child porn and giving it and sharing it with Jared. It was just this whole thing. And Russell was, of course, Jared's business partner, but they shared the Jared Foundation, which was supposed to be this foundation that they had that Jared founded.
0: Wasn't that to help kids? Yeah, it was
1: to help kids with childhood obesity, but they later find out that none of that money actually went to anything good. Oh my God. It was actually just to pay for the executive's The only exercise
0: the kids got
1: was running away from Jared. So the thing is, though, is that that through that investigation, they were able to link the video and footage being sent to from russell's computer to jared's so they would have a record of incoming to jared's computer
0: he was on the forward list right or something. yeah
1: so they were they had the record and they were able to then on july 7th 2015 the fbi and the indiana state police they raided jared's zionsville home and they arrest him on child pornography charges and that's when they went and got his computer a bunch of other electric electrical devices all of it they found child porn throughout all of it and a spokesperson on that day for subway said that the company and jared had mutually agreed to suspend their business relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, he technically
0: wasn't even working for us it was this other company isn't that funny who put him in that commercial
1: so subway immediately wipes jared from their website oh yeah we don't want nothing to do with that like it's almost like they have this button that they've had for a while (laughs) and all they needed was like the one event that happens, and they can get as much money from the commercials up until that point, and then they can push a button and they can just separate themselves from Jared and erase oh, yeah. him from their website. They
0: knew like he was up to this stuff, even like this other company that wasn't Subway that he worked for knew. So, uh, right. you know, allegedly,
1: that all this stuff was coming up to them, right?
0: They had a backup plan. Like, as soon as this comes out in the news,
1: ooh, nope. And yeah, it's just crazy to me that. But, Again, when Jared's making them all this money, money is important to people mm-hmm. and organizations. We know that. On August 19th, 2015, a plea deal was arranged with Jared and he pleads guilty to two counts. One was for the distribution and receipt of child pornography and one for traveling to engage in illicit sexual conduct with a minor. He's ordered to pay $1.4 million in restitution and receives 15 years and eight months in prison. Now, the judge said, after all this, the judge states that the level of perversion and lawlessness exhibited by Mr. Fogel is extreme. But there was a statement that caused a lot of controversy that one of the psychologists talked about when they were referring to, and I believe the psychologist was called as a part of the defense team, and the psychologist was talking about they are blaming Jared's weight loss and his eating disorder for his pedophilia. And... What? Right. And the psychologist used the words, and I quote, that Jared had, quote, mild or weak pedophilia. And that received a lot of criticism because even... Later in the trial, when other psychologists would come up and talk, they would criticize that and they would say there was nothing mild or weak about what he was doing to right. children. That
0: was pretty damn like, severe then. Right. I tried to
1: look at finding any type of defense because the, that psychologist never spoke out and defended his statements. Maybe he was hired to try to minimize what happened. Maybe that was the case. Right. The only caveat that i could find maybe was there was one statement that another psychologist mentioned that it's possible that what he meant was mild or weak pedophilia could have been a reference to the age of pedophilia that he was targeting was not as young as it could have been but again some of the porn that he had was up to like age six so right. like how mild or how weak are we talking uh, and where I, the
0: hell are those coming what my mind is thinking of now is like someone who thinks of himself as a celebrity and with his finances he's just one cog and a right. huge ploy and he took the fall for all those people were who are sending him and taking these videos but he's the only one who got anything there's all those men are still out there taking these videos and filming i also think of those poor victims like the runaways those people like i was just sitting over here thinking this person this child has ran away from home they literally have nobody as a comfort to them and in order to survive to eat they're having to let this jared from subway use their body to pleasure himself
1: right even that girl that was working at subway who i mentioned
0: the 16 year old
1: yeah who was letting him masturbate in front of her for 50 dollars, and said that she gave him oral sex two times for 100 dollars each right like that's disgusting uh. that that she had to resort to that but it happens but i think that ultimately he was the party of disgust but I think the moral of the story, for me, knowing all of this, is just that there was an institution that I think was making a lot of money. and Seemed to be aware, uh, at least to some degree. Uh, at least there's a lot of accusations that people were reporting it, and that he was such a bad a predator that that it's just hard to believe that people would just stay quiet and not be reporting it it's just hard for me to fathom that no one would have received word for it but then again like subway was making so much money off of him right like to for him to be responsible for half their growth like between those years like that's a massive amount of money that subway was making they did not want
0: to lose and they didn't want to stop it
1: and it wasn't until after they stopped the ads that Jared was doing, that's when the $5 foot-long ad started. So that's when our memory switches from the Jared ads to the $5 foot-long ads. Right. And I think maybe for Subway, they were trying to hurry up and find the next thing because they needed something because suddenly their spokesperson right. was in a horrible situation. So it was fight or fly. We got to you know? do
0: something to get these sandwiches to these people, you fight guys. Fight or fly, no.
1: right. Yeah, fight or fly. I can't believe I don't even know what I said earlier.
0: Good heavens!
1: Yeah, but he is shady. But yeah, you mentioned that he did write a letter. Yeah, he so in prison. He ends up writing a letter, and it's the only communication that people have received about what life has been like for him in prison. And all that he says in it basically is that he messed up, and he doesn't take ownership for his actions. But he also talks about how much weight he's lost and that he's constantly working out Boy,
0: we hope you gain it back we don't care right how you lost weight not from subway we don't we're gonna walk 10 miles to the prison every day for lunch no we don't
1: yeah but he will be able to get out of prison and when he gets released he will still be a millionaire even after he paid off the settlement from the divorce and after the legal fees yeah, he's still worth plenty of money, so he'll still be. he'll, he'll still it. have
0: money when he gets out. Plastic surgery, so he don't look like Jared from Subway anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'll write a book and he'll try to profit on the same type of scheme that he tried to play prior. Oh yeah. So Jared gets out of prison on March 24th, 2029. Oh, dang. so not much longer. So we'll find out what's next for him. I'm sure he's going to try to spin it as he was a victim of some kind, and he'll try to make more
0: money off of it. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I got caught. Not sorry for what I actually did. Yeah, that's when
1: I read the letter, that's exactly what my impression of it was. He didn't mention that he was sorry.
0: He didn't mention about the victims, that he apologizes for them. See, to me, like, in my brain, I bet this has ties with some of Epstein's people, like that whole pedophilia island, and then... I bet he I'm I have no proof of this but I bet he's one of those people that believe that pedophilia is a sexual identity like me being gay mm. like they have no choice over this and for people to condemn them for this natural reaction in their body is wrong there's mm. a whole group of Mostly men, I've not heard of any women, but I ain't counting it out, but they have conventions and everything, like, they have a whole ideology that this is our sexual orientation, and how dare you tell us that this is wrong. So they're trying to normalize it? Yeah, pretty much saying to be a pedophile is no different than being gay, lesbian, Mm. transgender, etc. It's something that's inside of them that they cannot help, and... I think you should just be castrated if that's your <laughs> mentality. Sorry, right. not sorry. You don't get to have that. Nope. Right. Yeah. Or an internet access. <laughs> here's a Nokia 97. That's all the phone you get.
1: Yeah, I feel like he should get
0: his internet card revoked. Right. We trusted you with that. Like back then. Can you imagine walking in when he gets out, walking into Best Buy to buy, if I was that retail worker, like, uh uh, mm-hmm. you ain't, uh uh-uh. uh. Here's a piece of paper right. and a pen. Don't even, I don't want to see a doodle and nothing.
1: And now I feel like, especially compared to back then, I hope that maybe child porn is easily more traceable. So if he does get out and that becomes a problem again, hopefully he'll be watched, watched, closely. watched a little bit better. But there is no option for parole or anything. So that's a positive at least. So he's not going to be able to get out until that date. And
0: I hate too that he really didn't get busted or in trouble for actually having sex with minors like it was for having the traveling to have sexual activity and having the images but all those runaways and underage children that he was having sexual relationships with he didn't get in trouble for that you know what's also weird to me is that jared received
1: 15 years in prison but his business partner received 27 years jesus so you can't tell me that the system doesn't favor some certain type of people jared better probably had a better lawyer than his oh i'm sure but i also like like just the fact that th- there's just a huge discrepancy in those years and that jared benefited from all of that and that i worked for jared like it's just come on now it just sounds like there was it was more than just him receiving videos and Jared had no idea what that man was doing or how he received right. those
0: videos. That's just how they played it off. Yeah. It was him, not me, him, yeah. this guy you guys don't know.
1: But in my mind, I think Jared probably should have gotten much more than what even Russell received. Oh yeah. Like, what he was doing seems much worse to me than.
0: than you what were Russell actively does. preying upon underage children at truck stops, et right. cetera. And, and using
1: and his position
0: forcing yourself through fame notoriety or just physical brute force if you were a victim of jared i am sorry and i hope that you have found some healing within yourself or with help from therapy or whatever it may be i hope you have been able to find healing from him being arrested
1: and i also think that it's important that we also highlight that there was people who spoke out against a celebrity with a lot of money that doesn't always turn
0: out the best for people they get even with evidence their fans
1: will threaten them not only did rochelle speak out and work with the fbi and did all of that for those recordings some of his victims had spoken out and reported it unfortunately nothing seemed to have come of it but at least there was some type of trace of that stuff being documented in some way shape or form So we know what happened and when it happened, and we can talk about it.
0: Lord have mercy. See, uh, there is a reason I never dove into the Jared from Subway story, because it was one of those like, underage child, I don't need to know more. He's in jail. Good. That's all I In my opinion,
1: I think that his hope and probably the hope of the people who he has worked for is that people only ever know the minimum amount of information that Jared had child porn on right. his computer, not the details of it. Because exactly. the details of it make it so much more worse. That's all
0: that was. He had images on his computer. Right. That's I had no idea he was going out meeting right. runaways at truck stops. Or that, that an organization mothers. was
1: allegedly trying to help harbor and hide this pedophile.
0: I, that one guy that, don't tell me more. He's got a girlfriend now. Don't tell me more. Right. I don't care if he's got two girlfriends. He's got <laughs> under it. <laughs> no. Right. I'm gonna be outside your right. office every day. <laughs> Let me in. Good Lord. All right. We can end it there. Did you have an exit written? I didn't because I oh. didn't know, honestly. Look at you. But yeah, if you enjoyed our new podcast, Mystery Incorporated, Please go listen to one of our other podcasts that we host. I am the host of Rotten to the Core, and Shane is the host of Hometown History, Foul Play. I can't remember. Those are the only two that I host. Okay, well, if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us on one of our other ones and give us a listen. We enjoy communicating, I guess.